Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by St. Joseph Ogden baseball coach Josh Haley, who's been at the school 10 years, well actually 11, but COVID wiped out one complete year. 10 years, won 20 or more games every year, and this year his 11th year, they're on the verge of getting to 20. Uh, but recently Josh got his 400th career win. So first of all, Josh, congratulations on that milestone. Well, thanks. Appreciate it, Fred. Glad to be on. Uh, how, how, how does that feel? 400 wins. I mean, that's a, a pretty mind-boggling number to some people. Yeah, it goes fast. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you know, I just, you know, being in 21 years total between, you know, a couple years as assistant and, you know, 19 as a head coach, it's, it goes fast and uh, just means, I guess, I've been at it a long time and then fortunate enough to have a lot of good players. Well, in, in baseball, I won't say it's easier to get to, but I mean, certainly easier than football where you only play, you know, you're guaranteed nine games a year and maybe you can get as many as about 13 or 14. But uh, a lot of times with, with creative scheduling in baseball, you can pretty much get your, your 35 game limit during the regular season and then however far go in the post season, right? Yeah, and, and that's something that we've been real fortunate, you know, being here at St. Joseph Ogden that, you know, our athletic directors have allowed us to schedule um, you know, allowed us to play a full schedule where we, where we, uh, schedule, you know, between 40 and 42 games, you know, anticipating some rain outs or cold outs. And then, uh, you know, it gives, it gives the kids a chance to have a full schedule too. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably one of the most important things in a baseball, uh, program is, is the ability to schedule and, and have the full one. So besides career win number 400, which came on, um, April 18th, 10 to nothing win over Oakwood. Do you remember some of the other wins? Do you remember like number one, number 100, 200, 250, anything like that? Uh, I remember, you know, it's funny. You said, I don't remember my first one at Hoopston. I, I would have to go back and look. I mean, it's, that's been, was that 2005? So um, I remember that our first postseason win there, you know, we had a couple big postseason wins, but uh Remember that one? I remember our first one at St. Joe. Uh, we beat Villa Grove that first year in 2012. But uh, you know, I, I I probably remember the postseason wins more so than just the the wins. Understandable. Well, you don't. Uh, no coach wins 400 games without uh, without some good players, uh, especially in baseball. You have to have the pitchers. So, talk about some of the the best that you've had. Uh, I know you've sent a number of pitchers that have gone on either to a Division One or at least some level beyond high school. So, uh, that's kind of where it starts having a, a good pitching staff year after year, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that's that's the key here is is we've we've had so many good players and families and and uh, you know they work hard. Uh, it's 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 neat to to see the baton being passed from each senior class. You know, we had started with you know Blake Hovland, Stephen Dunn, um, and then those guys just passed it off to Lou Ackland and Aaron Waller, um, Bryce Stewart that next year. So and since then, it just continues to gets gets passed off. So it, it starts with the players, obviously. You know, they without them coming in and having a lot of baseball experience. You know, they do a lot of work outside of of just the high school season, you know, there's, there's a commitment level there just personally. And I think that allows the success to happen, you know, at the high school program. So we've had a lot of good ones. Uh, you know, the, yeah, we've, I mean, you could go down the line of the, of the pictures we've had and, you know, just from the beginning to, to all the way through, but we've had a number of, of good pitchers. Um, like I said, it's, it started with, I guess Stephen Dunn when he won 10 games is our first year here. And then, you know, you can start rattling off to Lou to 
to Hunter, to Cole Berry, Dalton Parker, you know, Mason Coon, Colton Hale, um, Creighton Burnett, um, you know, then Tyler Alton Bomber, Hayden Brazelton, and then it just passes off to a bunch of guys this year. So, um, yeah, we've had a lot of good ones. But as I look at this year's staff and this year's roster, uh, I think as a team through your first 22 games that uh, you guys have shut out eight opponents and the interesting thing, five different pitchers have been credited with the shutout. So, um, you know, that, that shows me that you've got some pitching depth there. It's not like, you know, that, you know, you just kind of cycle around and you just kind of make do until your one or two starters get back on the mound again. Now you've got some pretty good depth this year, don't you? Yeah, we've, we've we're probably deeper on the mound than we've been the last few years uh and it, it's just we have a lot of guys that can go out and, and give us a quality start and and so that's allowed us to just kind of go with a rotation i mean a perfect example is saturday where you know we we uh bumped a guy um right before the game started and then kendrick johnson had to start he was supposed to be the game two starter and then we had jack robertson was an emergency starter and he goes out and throws uh complete game shutout two hitter 11 K's in the, the second game. So, um, yeah, I, we've got eight guys on staff right now, uh, that we feel really good about in the varsity game. And the, you know, that, that allows us, you know, you talk about scheduling, you know, it allows us to, uh, to go out and play teams because we're, you know, we're not afraid to, to throw a different guy out there. We're not play, afraid to play anybody on the schedule. So, uh, yeah, our depth is, is really good this year. As a coach, do you like or dislike the, the pitch count uh, for high school pitchers? Um, I, I like it now. I, I, I didn't like the change initially when they went to 105 in the postseason. And, but now that's 115 in the postseason, I think that's a fair number. I think they actually changed, they changed that rule because of us. I mean, in that semifinal game with Colton, um, Hale, I mean, we had a poem at 105 pitches in the state semifinal and he was one out away and then we ended up going in extra innings. And, and so I, I think since that change been, has been made, it's good. Uh, I, I think the highest we 95 might be the highest we've ran a guy up 95 or 96 this year. So, uh, and that just happened. So, uh, I, I think for us, it's, it's fine because we develop. I mean, we've got 22 guys on the list right now in our program that pitch between varsity and JV. And so I think it allows everybody to, to develop. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with it. Well, it not only allows them to develop, it allows them to get some innings, which in turn is going to keep them happy and keep them invested in the program in the future as well. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it allows guys to, I mean, we were just looking at it today. I, I think we've got six JV players all like, right around that 20 inning mark and, and, you know, and they played 23 games already. So uh, it's, yeah, it's nice. You know, it seems like whatever the sport uh, you, you see changes that trickle down. I remember in basketball and the three point shot came in high school, you know, it had been in the, in the NBA and the college and trickled down. Do you see some trickle down in baseball in terms of like, uh, you know, the, the pitch clocks in terms of how long it takes to throw a pitch or for a hitter to get in. Is that something that you can foresee happening down the road sometime? Yeah, it, I think I've already seen it this year. Like, I think I think some of the players, even on both teams, like they they're kind of, they watch it on TV, so they almost are are like in tune to it already. And I think it's it's just a natural progression. Now, I think it'll be interesting to see how it 
if there's ever an actual clock, because right now we're supposed to have one minute in between each inning from out to out. But realistically, that's it's that's really hard to do. Um, it's just based on, you know, having a catcher ready, you know, it's just a different type of deal. And then two, like with cold weather, you, you want to give the kid a, a pitcher an opportunity to, to get warmed up properly. So I don't know. I, I think what may happen more so at the high school level is uh, a time limit, a full game time limit or a or increase in the run rule uh, because of, of pitchers and pitch count. I can see a situation where they start moving the junior high rule to, uh, to the high school where they uh, um, like they do a two hour, 15 minute time limit to, to help that out. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to follow that. Um, we know we I said earlier that uh, you don't win 400 games without good players, but uh, you also need some good assistant coaches along the way too. talk about some of the, the people you've had the fortune to, to work with. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, Mitch Prummer, I mean, he's been with me every year except for that 2005 season. So we started together uh, my second year when uh, in 2006, that season, and he's coached with me ever since. And uh, um, I mean, it's that's familiarity with him. And, you know, it goes back to, I mean, it's been well documented. We, I caught him in summer league after he got drafted by the Twins and when, when we played for the Decatur Blues. So we have a a chemistry that uh, that's probably unmatched with experience and just being around it. So when it, when I've got him next to me, it's like it's it's a together thing for sure. I mean, it's not like one without the other. It's like we've done a lot of this together. And then uh, Cody Haas, uh, he's been our JV coach for ten years here. Um, so his familiarity with just what he knows I expect out of guys and when they get to the varsity level is, is huge. Um, and then we've, we've got Steve Hoosen that um, started working with us four years ago and I just took over the junior high program. So, so he's getting in touch with it. And then we've had a couple former player uh, volunteers along the way. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been neat. And I think it's important for, for staffs to have that kind of consistency over a period of years because, you you know, as you're developing the younger players and as they're coming up, it kind of gives the younger players an idea to know what to expect when you're, you're not having turnover, turnover every two or three years. Is that the way you see that as well? Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, our, our uh, conversations are, are they're constant with – like with, with what's going on at the junior varsity level and then like and then what we expect next year, like what what needs are going to be need to be filled with graduation or player development. Um, and then just like having that history of like going through it before and um, with roster turnover is, is important because um, it's it's not like I'm, I'm not teaching a new coach what I expect. Uh, they already know just by being in it. And it, it helps that. It helps with player development, but then it helps with scouting and then as we get into the postseason because there's there's a really a sense of, of what we need to do to get things accomplished because everybody's been through it. We've been at, you know, from the from a regular season game to the state championship game. We everybody in our program's been through that. So I want to take you back to when you were a high school student and athlete over at the Hoopson area. At that time, did you see yourself as a future teacher and coach or, or kind of what were you thinking about in terms of a career? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I knew I wanted to be involved in baseball. I, di I didn't know. I didn't really know at what level, I guess. Um, I, when I was 
at that time I just figured I was, you know, I was just focused on playing college baseball somewhere. And then I found a fit at Milliken. And then, you know, then I got involved in the central Illinois collegiate league as a player. And then eventually as a coach, um, I actually, when I graduated from Milliken, I was, I thought I was going, I was totally prepared to go down the college route. I was already coaching in the, in the summer. And then, um, and then I was staying on at Milliken and I was kind of looking at grad school options from there. And then, um, then when Hank Hornbeck or my old coach at Hoopson called in that winter of 2002, he said they had a current sub opening and then with the opportunity to uh, baseball and then have a teaching job. So, uh, my brother at that time was 11 years younger than me. So it kind of weighed heavy on me that he was going to be junior high at that time going to be coming through so um yeah that kind of led to that decision and and i just have been in high school since so talk about the the pros and cons of, of starting your teaching and coaching career at your high school alma mater what, what was good about it and what maybe wasn't quite so good uh i really appreciated my time there uh there was a lot of familiarity with everyone so um it it's different because i think i changed and grew and like the five, six years I was gone from graduation, like I, I changed a lot as a person just on, you know, I became a different leader, you know, you just natural maturity. And then, so I guess the cons is, you know, sometimes you're looked at the same as when you're a high school student, but, um, and, and especially when I started out so young as a head coach and I wasn't as old as, um, I only had really two years of experience as, a, as an assistant at the high school level. So, um, I don't know if there's really a negative to it, but it, it was is different. And uh, but you know, I I think the, the pros were that I was very passionate about of, of like making sure that program was successful. Like it was, I was on the only team that's won a regional in 1997, and and you know, a lot of those guys, you know, I, I'm still in communication with now. So there was a lot of like um, interest in, in keeping that program successful. So, um, that, that's why I took it on as a challenge. And we, we had, we had really good players and parents during my time there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative that I had that opportunity to, to kind of learn as I, as I went. <laughs> so how, how tough was the decision then to, to leave Hoopson area when the opening developed over at uh, St. Joseph Ogden? Uh, it was very difficult actually. Like I weighed heavily on me. I, you know, I developed a lot of good relationships there. I had a lot of good friends. Um, you know, there's a couple board members and administrative members there that was tough to tell I was leaving. And, um, you know, because I, I just, it wasn't necessarily about anything more than I, I was just looking for um, fresh new opportunities and uh, to, to really, like, um, challenge myself as a coach. And, and I didn't know it would be St. Saint, Saint Joe. It just, it just happened. And, um, I actually, when I interviewed with Dick and Brian, um, I, I didn't, I, I was probably interviewing them as much as they were interviewing me and I didn't know how it worked because they didn't have a teaching opening. And that's when I told my wife, I was like, I, I sat in there for two hours and I was like, ah, we got to figure it out. I think our interests match. So growing up, you played multiple sports. Was baseball always your favorite and, and the one you're most passionate about and, and, um, or, or not? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like, it, I mean, I was, we grew up on a farm and my dad got an old pitching machine from somebody at one time. And, 
and you know we we busted out every board in that crib playing backyard baseball and so yeah as a little kid I was, that's all I that's all I knew my dad was a catcher uh, he played at Parkland and, and and then did basketball mainly at Parkland he went to do baseball but ended up finish, finishing just doing basketball so um that was his love my grandpa was a catcher so um yeah it was just naturally like it was just kind of in our blood and uh uh yeah i, I played other sports uh, basketball's one of my second favorite but uh um, baseball was the one so talk about some of the the rewards of coaching i mean obviously the you know the, the wins are nice but i mean at the end of the day it's not really about the, the wins or even the losses uh, so talk about some of the rewards you've had as a coach over the years yeah i uh, obviously just seeing the kids as they get become adults and become you know, husbands or fathers and the jobs they get and just, just talking to them later on. And, you know, there's always, there's always good stories that you reflect on, but just seeing like, you know, I, we're just a small part of their, their journey, you know, high school is a big part, but you know, there's, there's so much more out there and beyond. So we're just, we're just in that foundation, I, I guess, building point and, uh, you know, yeah, everybody's in it for the relationships. And, you know, that's the number one, number one reason, um, you know, it's, it's great. I like Dalton Parker's getting married here this fall. It's going to be great out to go out and see him at, at his wedding. And just, we've, we've had a number of guys, you know, along the way that, that we've been able to experience and share that with. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's why we're all in it. And, and that, that's why I, like Jaden Miller's with us right now. You know, he's a 2020 graduate and just, I, I treasure those moments like now that I'm coaching with him. It's so fun. Um, we, we got to do that with Blake Hovland when he was done playing. Hunter Hart was on staff for a little bit. So like just having that beyond their high school careers is, is pretty neat. Absolutely. Well, we talked a little bit about the, the pitchers on your team this year, your 2023 team. Talk a little bit about some of your other players, too, because as I look at your box scores on almost a, a daily basis or whenever you play it, it seems like you don't have too many easy outs. you got a, a bunch of guys that uh, on any given day are capable of getting three or four hits, knocking in four or five runs. Yeah, we we really like our, our middle of our lineup. It's really deep. I mean, it's I mean, Luke Landers sitting on the table at the top. It kind of you know, went from Hayden last year to now Luke at the top. So it, it's been a nice transition there. But then our middle with, especially with it being healthy now, like Taylor Voorhees being healthy and Braxton Waller being healthy and, and Price sandwiched in the middle there, you know, it, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, and then our sophomores, you know, we're not used to playing a lot of sophomores. Like we'll have maybe one sprinkled in, but we've had four sprinkled in this year. So I think uh, – as they've like developed the season and got more confidence, it's really lengthened our lineup. And then you've got some, some older guys, you know, Connor Hale's been in the lineup as a senior. He got over hundred at bats last year, Max Carter. Um, you know, he's, he's been in our program, you know, I've coached him since junior high. Um, he's got a lot of experience. Has had a good year. Uh, and then Tanner Jacobs, just another good growth guy. So we, we've got, we just had a, a length and a number of guys that, um, that has success, but we also feel comfortable with having, it's not like we just have nine guys that we roll out. I mean, we're, we're, we're mixing in 12, 13 guys um, getting quality at bats. 
So back in the preseason this year, when you were just getting everything put together and, and you looked at the, the roster and the fact that there probably were going to be some younger sophomores in there contributing, what kind of expectations did you have? I mean, would you have expected at that time to, you know, seven games into the conference season, still be unbeaten and, and to win 18 of your first 22 games? Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's our expectation every year is, is to be competitive. So I, I figured we'd figure it out at some point. Um, but we, I probably challenged them. I don't know if I, there's a, a such thing as challenging them too much. But, you know, Edwardsville wasn't on our schedule to start the year. And then with the change in the Metro East kickoff, we had an opportunity to pick them up. And then we knew we were going to face Columbia's guy, and, and he was going to be a tough go out of the gate. Uh, and then you backed out with Morton and, and everybody were playing. It was just like, all right, this is going to be a tough stretch. But I think it's a much better to start off harder rather than easier. So we got to see guys and where we wanted to be early. And so then we were able to use that as a measuring stick. And so then you fast forward to like when we play normal U-high, three, four weeks later, same type of quality opponent. And then we have the results we did. I think that's where you're like, all right, we, this team was prepared to be uh, challenged early on. Even if we didn't, even if the results weren't what we wanted them to be, they, they need to be in that position. So talk a little bit about the, the key to maintaining the kind of consistency you, you've had over the years. I think I mentioned earlier 10 straight 21 seasons at St. Joe and about to make that 11 and and five of those you've been over 30. And so, you know, it's not like you've had one good senior class that, you know, came in as a freshman, just contributed all the way through. And then you had a downfall to, to get that many in a row. I mean, you're, you're bringing in the players and, and getting them trained and, and they're contributing year after year after year. So what, what's the key to that kind of prolonged success? Well, I, I think having good players, is, like I said, is, is huge. I mean, we got talent, so there's no doubt about that. Um, but then the second thing is that they allow me to coach them. It's, they, they, I keep the expectation high. It doesn't matter what type of team we have. You know, they know what the expectation is going to be, and, and then I think we're in consistent in communicating that. Um, there's consistency in our program. They, they know that they're going to be challenged. They know that they got to do their job. Um, and they also know what to expect from the coaches because, like, going back to what we talked about earlier about the consistency in the staff. So I think all that being said, you know, we've, we've got the support of our administration. We've got the support of the community. And so it allows us to kind of just to challenge everyone, to, you know, to do what they're, they're expected to do, do your job. And then uh, and you combine that with, with a bunch of guys that are talented and want to work hard and they're, put, they're putting in time on their own. Um, I mean, if, if they didn't do that, I mean, we – that would take away from our success, but we just got a bunch of guys that are always hungry um, and they, they, they feed off that success. They want to be as good as the, the, the team before them, you know, like this team, you know, they got beaten in the section last year and that, you know, they want to, they want to be better. They want to move on. And so um, I think when you, when you can see the results and you know, you have a chance to play every year in Peoria, um, regardless of who's in our program, I think that is what helped feeds the success every year. I need to ask you, what about uh, what about your home field, M Meyer Field? You've played at now for what the last couple of years? Uh, pretty nice uh, facility there, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Les Meyer is just a just a gracious uh, gracious man that was gave back to the community for the Royal Giants, and then you know all the St. Joe um, baseball players going to use that. It's just it's really neat with him and Les Hovland was a big part of just merging that um, communication and making it happen and. Uh, it's a great facility, 
great facility to watch a game at. There's good atmosphere. Uh, you know, fans can get right on top of the field. And then, but then we have that nice overhang. And, and, I, and it's a natural surface, but it's about as true of a surface as you're going to get. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a, you know, we love our old field and the nostalgic piece of our old field. And there's a lot of great memories out there for sure and a lot of great wins. But we, we really like our new place. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been talking today with Josh Haley, the baseball coach, uh, St. Joseph Austin High School, recently won his 400th career game and now has added already uh, three or four more wins on top of that, uh, shooting for the next hundred. Uh, Josh, before I let you go, anything else you'd like to add? No, I appreciate my time. Thanks for uh, covering us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, thanks and best wishes. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you.